Good evening, everyone. We'd like to welcome you to the New Moon Meditation Meeting here at Lucis Trust in New York City. We're going to start the evening with the Gayatri just to center ourselves, and then we'll move on to the talk. After the talk, we'll do our New Moon Meditation, which you'll see posted on the video feed so you can follow along if you uh, don't happen to have it memorized. And then we'll move on to our discussion. And at that point, Michael will come on and he'll tell you how you can participate in the discussion. <clears throat> o thou who givest sustenance to the universe, from whom all things proceed, to whom all things return, Unveil to us the face of the true spiritual sun, hidden by a disk of golden light, that we may know the truth and do our whole duty as we journey to thy sacred feet. Oh. Financial responsibility in times of crisis. As the global coronavirus pandemic rages on, many countries, including the United States, have seen a dramatic decline in economic output. Possibly hundreds of millions of workers worldwide have been laid off, according to the World Economic Forum. And economists predict that it will take years for labor markets to return. In response, to ease the financial burden many households and individuals face, governments have expanded unemployment programs, offered state guarantees on wages, and instituted formal reductions in work hours. What long-term economic issues will result from these efforts and whether they will prove effective in helping those who suffer financially, we do not yet know. What we do know, however, is that the whole world is at a spiritual crisis point regarding money and the economy. In esoteric astrology, the Tibetan counsels us that crises like these are not to be avoided, but to be viewed as points of examination as to the strength purpose, purity, motive, and intent of the soul. Today we can observe that because of the pandemic, people at all levels of spiritual understanding have begun just this sort of examination. Many have begun to question the cult of materialism that has heretofore characterized the modern era, and disciples have deepened their consideration of the economic conditions that presage the reappearance of the Christ. In these soul-led examinations of current economic conditions, much of the work of the new group of world servers will lie as we continue to grapple with the coronavirus health crisis. When the pandemic struck globally in the early part of this year, governments removed all activity deemed inessential from the economy. As a result, 
During those early days of the pandemic, individuals, households, cities, and nations received the great gift of time and opportunity to reflect on what is exactly most vital to our existence. Very rarely do we get such an opportunity. So dependent are our lives on current economic structures, which are based on ever-spinning cycles of earning and consumption. With the disruption to these cycles, currently regarded as a great economic crisis, we can quite suddenly and with great ease peer behind the curtain of external desires to what our souls truly want for us. What do our souls truly want? We might conclude that on a physical level, our communities and governments have partially answered this question for us. The essential workers are those who provide care to our physical bodies and living spaces. Those in the food industry, healthcare, transportation, and law enforcement. How surprising it is to observe how much falls away materially when we are reduced to only what we need to survive. Clean food and water, health care, a way to get around, and social order. Many have observed, quite ironically, that those who provide these essential services are very often those who are least likely to participate in the health, wealth, and status of a nation. In what society do we see food preparers better compensated than bankers or bus drivers more revered than lawyers? Many news stories have also reported that people from, my, from minority groups are those most likely to be essential workers and therefore most likely to be exposed to the dangers of the pandemic. This reality along with other greater physical plane inequalities, has led to a tremendous shift in awareness regarding social, social injustice in the United States. This awareness has expressed itself in episodes of confrontation, both physical through, through protests, for example, and mental through the rise in public, in public debate in all forms of media about the treatment of minorities. Thus, we see a great reckoning occurring, not only on the physical plane, but on the emotional or astral plane as well. As we ponder our most basic needs and connect with the spirit of one humanity, we might come to understand that another's most basic needs are not so different from our own. And we might begin to wonder why is it that our sisters and brothers in Christ have a harder or easier time than we do in meeting those needs? Much of the world is following in this line of questioning. In that effort, we hear that humanity is crying out for justice and equality, for a righting of historical wrongs, and a peaceable way forward for all. The peaceable way forward must involve proper consideration of any systemic problems that leave some members of our, of our society 
ill-equipped to satisfy their basic needs for clean food and water, healthcare, transportation, and equal access to the benefits of society. The root cause of this inequality is the human predilection toward competition. Historically, and in most known cultures, one could gain economically only at the expense of another. Wealth required subservience of others, and that subservience grossly and disproportionately benefited the dominant person or groups. Beyond this need for dominance and the, and the material trappings that go along with it, lies one of the great problems of humanity, the human quality of desire. Alice Bailey writes that, desire demands satisfaction of sensed need, the desire for goods and possessions, the desire for material comfort, for the acquisition and accumulation of things, the desire for power, and the supremacy which money alone can give. This desire controls and dominates human thinking. It is the keynote of our modern civilization. It is also the octopus, which is slowly strangling human life, enterprise, and decency. It is the millstone around the neck of mankind. She goes on to add, there are, however, large numbers of people whose lives are not dominated by a love of money and who can normally think in terms of higher values. They are the hope of the future, but are individually prisoned in the system which spiritually must end. Though they do not love money, they need it and must have it. The tentacles of the business world surround them. They too must work and earn the wherewithal to live. The work they seek to do to aid humanity cannot be done without the required funds. Armed with the knowledge we have gained so far during the pandemic, that we can get by with less, less work, less money, less activity, and that our rampant desires have led to great social injustices in the world, both currently and historically. We are in a much stronger position to take on the, the economic crises that our governments and households will face as the pandemic continues to unfold. In this, as members of the new group of world servers, our responsibility is to prepare the way for the reappearance of the Christ. Christ. <clears throat> to refer again to the Tibetans' words regarding the value of crisis, we must look to the strength, purpose, purity, motive, and intent of the soul. With this in mind, a few questions. What can the soul tell us about our responsibilities as the pandemic forces <clears throat> economic change throughout the world? And furthermore, what would a soul-led response to the needs of our brothers and sisters be? We will have a chance now to reflect on these questions as we do our meditation and to address those and some other questions during our later discussion.
strengthening the hands of the new group of world servers. <clears throat> Stage one, group fusion. I am one with my group brothers and all that I have is theirs. May the love which is in my soul pour forth to them. May the strength which is in me lift and aid them. May the thoughts which my soul creates reach and encourage them. Alignment. We recognize our place as a group within the heart center of the group of world servers. Mentally extend a line of lighted energy toward the spiritual hierarchy, the planetary heart center, to the Christ, the heart of love within the hierarchy, and towards Shambhala, where the will of God is known.
higher interlude. Hold the mind focused for a few moments on the planetary role of the group of world server of the group of world servers mediating between hierarchy and humanity, responding to hierarchical impression and meditating the plan into existence. Meditation. Reflect on the seed thought through the impression and expression of certain great ideas. Humanity must be brought to the understanding of the fundamental ideals which will govern the new age. This is the major task of the group of world servers.
Precipitation. Visualize the precipitation of the will to good, essential love throughout the planet, from Shambhala through the planetary heart, the hierarchy, through the Christ, the group of world servers, through all men and women of goodwill everywhere in the world, and finally, through the hearts and minds of the whole human family. Lower interlude. Consider the many ways in which the power of the one life and the love of the one soul are working out in the world through members of the group of world servers, so building the thought form of solution to world problems.
distribution. As the great invocation is sounded, visualize the irradiation of human consciousness with light and love and power. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power Restore the plan on earth. Oh. We are now going to invite Michael to come on the line so that he can tell you how the chat will uh, proceed. Um, and uh, after that, we will just review the questions very, very briefly. After he tells you how it, how it goes, we'll review the questions very briefly, and then we'll just um, continue with the discussion. So Michael, it's all yours. Thank you, Suzanne, for the wonderful meditation. So just very briefly, um, for our discussion now, you can share in one of two ways. You can either type a comment um, in the chat box, or you can raise your hand and you, then you can share audibly. We'll unmute your microphone and you can share audibly. And in order to raise your hand, what you do is you go to your participant screen by clicking on the icon, either at the top or bottom of the little toolbar. Um, on participants and then in the, in the participants box which appears you click on raise hand and your hand will be raised so if anybody has any questions um, actually I'll just turn it back over to you Suzanne because you're um, leading the discussion okay thank you Michael um, so to begin the discussion I'll just review the uh, questions that were uh, distributed per beforehand uh, for people to uh, think about. Uh, the first question is, have you observed ways in which the new soul-led financial or economic ideas are taking hold at the local, national, and or global level, and what are your views on them? 
And the second question is, can you imagine other ways in which a non-materialistic approach to the current public health crisis might benefit humanity? Um, we Just to kick things off, we have had a, a couple of comments come in the group chat box, which I believe you're all able to read. Uh, Santana Starr sent a message from Michael to everyone, uh, sorry, from Matthew to everyone. The, and he says, the world will be much improved when greed is no longer socially and economically accepted as a norm. And then Santana responded, greed is motivated by selfishness. The opposite of greed is generosity, which is motivated by compassion. Any thoughts? Um, I'd like to share real quick, Suzanne, while, while everyone else is still pondering their ideas. Um, and that's just a really, sh really, really short comment I have about desire. And I think, you know, desire often we think of um, lower desires or the desires for form life that upon the spiritual path we are told we must overcome. However, um, you know, many spiritual writers, including Alice Bailey, write that there are really desires at sort of every level of, of existence, and there are higher desires as well. And so I think it's important to remember that during this transition period, you know, it's not always um, an either or situation, that sometimes it is actually the, the transmutation of desire, of a lower desire into a higher one. And there can be sort of an intermediary period where people will, well, I think recognize that, you know, the two, um, the lower desires and the higher desires aren't really at odds with each other. You know, for instance, we all have a, we all have certain desires for, for food and for our health and for our material well-being that we need to fulfill in order to pursue higher ones, such as, you know, education, such as some sort of you know vocation in the world, and I think it's um, it's it's really important to see it as a balance you know between those lower and the higher, and not just really that the lower are are in essence bad. They're 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 problematic because they're overemphasized at the expense of the higher. How how would you distinguish between a lower and a higher desire? Like what would the quality? How would the would the quality of them be different or? Um, I mean, I think that's for each person to discern for themselves in a way, because at different stages of the path, you know, right desire may be, um, you know, the development and, and, and integration of the personality. Whereas at another part upon the path, that sort of personality may be something that needs to be raised up into the soul and to discern a sort of, uh, soul desire which has to do more with um, different qualities and so you know we can't we can't always say this is a lower desire this is a higher desire um definitively you know it's it's a it's a it's i think it's a, it's a difficult discernment to make and it's something everybody needs to make for themselves i mean clearly though like greed you know hatred 
whenever those desires are present, you know, sometimes we can say those are, those, those are clearly, you know, not in alignment with right relationship with the universal values of the Aquarian age. Um, yeah, I think everybody needs to sort of discern for themselves ultimately. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a few comments, so I'll just read them to you. Uh, Linda Jones Ellis <clears throat> writes, I'm, a, I'm uplifted by the compassion displayed at the grassroots level people helping others in their communities and often just by acts of small acts of kindness. Yeah. Yes. We definitely see that a lot during crisis. We saw that during nine 11 here in New York on a um, very big scale actually. And, and we see it um, here in New York during this uh, crisis as well. I, re I remember right after uh, lockdown was declared here in New York, I had, I had no fewer than three people, three friends offer me masks because I didn't, I didn't have one. And then and a friend sent me some in the mail too. It was just uh, you know, a small little act of kindness because they were concerned that I may not have a mask. And now I have many masks. And then uh, Jen Jennifer Veloria, I hope I pronounced your name properly, uh, writes, more people are aligning their capital for the greater good by becoming conscious investors where returns are, uh, we're becoming conscious investors where returns are measured beyond financial to include social and environmental returns. I see more of these investments flowing into the sustainable food systems and regenerative agriculture. Yes, I've noticed that that too, as a matter of fact, if you are looking for funds to invest in, say, with your 401k or retirement fund or something like that. Now, social investing funds are options, whereas they were not uh, as many, you know, as few as maybe, I don't know, five or five years ago. So that is a big shift. Uh, and Larry Westernberg writes, lower desire. Help my employees uh, because they will be efficient higher desire, help my employees, because my heart makes me want to do that. Oh, that's very sweet. Um, Dennis P. Uh, with any luck, fiat currencies will fall or equalize across nations, and light-based technologies will give fair economic access to currently impoverished communities. We need to see those currently irresponsible with their wealth, understand what it means to do without it. <clears throat> Yes, there are definitely a lot of innovations in the in the world of finance, uh, new technologies that are coming in that will um, level the playing field. And according to, to Dennis, this is uh, what needs to occur. I hope I'm interpreting your meaning correctly, Dennis. Um, Angela S. Lower values are self-centered. Higher are group good. That's a very good point as well. Um, Angela S. And then uh, Jennifer Valoria writes again, um, and more consumers are willing to pay for food produced naturally for health and well-being, not just their physical bodies, but of our planet. Yes, I think that uh, Jennifer's comment here points out that um, the interconnectedness of of everything of of our actions when we buy something that it's that it's part of a of a network and that has repercussions throughout the planet um and then gary marx writes 
a global ideal that believes as all nations are raised, all nations are benefited versus the attitude that as other nations fall, our specific nation is raised. Uh, I think uh, Gary's responding here to the higher versus lower um, discussion that we've been having. The former moves toward a more inclusive soul, uh, the, the former moves toward a more inclusive soul-based approach, whether in economics, politics, and possibly business, and the latter is a materialistic perspective. Yes, very, very uh, nice comments here. Does anyone want to unmute their mic and um, speak a little bit to the group? Okay, we have a hand raised from Joshua. Uh, Joshua, you can go ahead. Um, regarding that one comment about fiat currency, I think it's interesting the, uh, the upswing in, in Bitcoin uh, and possibly other cryptocurrencies as a way of people to, to exchange value without fiat currency, which is controlled by governments and not currently backed by anything. So that's one interesting development. Uh, we'll see what happens with that, I guess. Uh, Joshua, can you expound a bit on how you see cryptocurrencies and the development of um, okay. alternative alternative uh, types of exchanges, um, how so, that will... Yeah, uh, so right now, fiat currency, it, basically in the past, the gold standard uh, or silver, some precious metal, there was a backing for every dollar or note, whatever kind of national currency it was. It was ostensibly a stand-in for gold or silver, or maybe some other precious metal. But once that got removed, there's, there's basically nothing behind it except faith in the government. And as the government or a national bank or the Federal Reserve or whatever prints more of it or digitizes more of it, it effectively steals value from the dollars already in existence. So every time the, the government creates more money or the Federal Reserve puts more money out there, it's effectively draining the value out of the dollars in your pocket. So there, there's no, you don't have a kind of control over the value of, of your money. Whereas with, with Bitcoin, for instance, which is somewhat different than other cryptocurrencies because they're, they're still mining it, but it, it gets capped out at like, Two million bitcoins, or, or something. I, you know, I have the number wrong, but there's some fixed amount based on some some algorithmic number thing that there can't ever be more than X number of bitcoins. So it'll have a sort of uh, fixed value. I mean, the value of it'll go up and down, but it won't. You, you can't loot the value out of it by creating more of it past the the end point of it. And so that's that's desirable in that you can have a a store where your money remains safe. Like right now, if you have money in the dollar, even if you're getting interest from like a bank or something, you are, you're, the value of it is, is going down as the, the government or rather the Federal Reserve digitizes or prints more and more money. And there's all sorts of other weird financial stuff. But this crisis sort of highlights not just the, the difficulties or problems with fiat currency, but also the amount of debt that individuals, nations, and groups have sort of 
accept it as the way to move forward. Just like, well, I'll take out a credit card on this. I'll take out a mortgage on this. And, you know, when this crisis hit, people that were in that situation got really um, uh, damaged. And we still don't know what all the effects of that will be. But this idea of having a sort of stable currency that people can uh, theoretically, we'll see what happens, rely on, uh, that could lead to a more stable, sound economic system that other aspects of society could be built upon. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, we're definitely seeing, <clears throat> um, as I mentioned, we're definitely seeing a lot of uh, innovation in the world of currencies and just finance in, in general. Um, so as you say, we'll see how it how it plays out. Um, Angela S. has a response to question number two. She says, self-responsibility as far as public health, including eating organic and avoiding big pharma, would benefit all, our children included. So that's in, re- that's in response to, can you imagine other ways in which a non-materialistic approach to the current public health crisis might benefit humanity? Um, Suzanne, we have another hand here. Kathy. Okay. Hi, Kathy. Oh, let me try to unmute you again, Kathy. Okay, Kathy, I don't know why. I'm I'm unmuting you, but it's not unmuting. Yeah, Kathy, I'm just gonna try making you a co-host and see if that works. Kathy. Okay, so Kathy, looks like you're. I'm not able to unmute you. So um, I'm, I'm not, just going to. Is she on the? I don't see her on the participants list. Did she drop off? Maybe. No, she's still on there. Um, but it won't unmute her for some reason. So, um, I'm just going to go on to Jennifer, and maybe in a moment, Kathy will will be able to unmute you. We'll try again in a moment. Um, so Jennifer. Valoria? Hi, good evening. Um, Yes, um, we've been really um, looking at the whole kind of systems change in a way that um, from from food to financial to empowering people to take control both on their health and their financial, um, I guess, situation or financial um, management or where to allocate their capital. And, and I think um, some of the kind of solutions that we're seeing um, on, you know, kind of around this um, whole kind of financial and food system is to really empower people to take control of where they allocate their capital as directly and lower, um, as less uh, as directly as possible to where um, the source of food is coming come from. So right now we're really looking at, or at least some of our network are looking at how do we truly fund those organic, small organic farms that are producing the healthy food that are localized, that are not going to travel by miles, and how do we truly connect them to the source of, of finance? Because a lot of the problems right now is that these small um, um, I guess holistic like producers of um, organic um, produce 
are not getting the funding or the support that they need to reach the consumers that are really willing to to pay for for these kinds of food <laughs> as opposed to over processed food and industrialized uh, industrial you know, uh, production um, um, you know food production um, that they go through so I think if we are to really lessen the layers of, of financial and the food systems, a lot of our problems in the world, health and, and economic empowerment um, will be, could be solved. So I think uh, fiat currency, we can talk about uh, fiat currencies, but ultimately I feel that we feel that it's actually cutting out a lot of the middleman in the financial system and in the food system. Thank you. Thank you, Jennifer. Um, and Larry Westenberg has a comment here in response to question number two um, about other ways in which a non-materialistic approach to the health crisis might benefit humanity. He writes, public health crisis, again, whichever marketing, in quotes, reaches people. Uh, then he says, if everybody has health care, fewer people get sick and fewer people spread diseases because they get treatment easily. Um, then if everybody gets health care, the quality of life goes up for everybody, improving our environment for all. So he's saying whichever of those two statements uh, reaches you is what will, <laughs> what what you should go with. Okay, Santana Starr, uh, she writes, I agree with you. People need to learn how the body works and how to keep it healthy. Organic food and holistic medicine. We need to be given a choice regarding our health and not have excessive unsafe vac vaccines and medicines enforced on our children before they can go to school. Also, the children have been overlooked as to their feelings during this pandemic, not being able to go to school or see their friends during the crisis. That's Santana. And then Jorge Radaeli says, we need to find ways to transform our human relations from competition and domination to a fraternal and familiar one. An economy based in resources need an economy based in resources needs to be created. Financial speculation never was and never will be a good influence on the economy. Hi, Suzanne, this is Kathy. Oh, hi, Kathy, we're glad hey. you're back. <laughs> I never left. Oh, okay. <laughs> Like the Christ. <laughs> um, just to say that I like to comment that through this pandemic, we've not, we've realized that how little we really need. Um, some of us probably realized that before, but um, many, I think for many people, that's a new experience. And that's really one of the powerful um, benefic aspects of Christ. But um, I think just to remind everyone and for those who might be new that it's really um, the whole financial system could be changed relatively rapidly to the extent that we use the tools that were given to us in the teachings, you know, even though we might be a relatively small group compared with the whole of humanity, we know that our work is, is quite potent because we're 
building a bridge to the spiritual hierarchy who are also cultivating and realizing these Aquarian values. So Aquarius is all about sharing. It's all about cooperation and brotherhood. So part of our work is to use the Sunday uh, meditation for the redistribution of money for spiritual purposes. And so if anyone doesn't know about that, um, perhaps you can just write to us or somebody maybe could put a link to it on our website that meditation is, is available for anyone to use each Sunday. And the first stages of that meditation focus on our individual responsibility. What is our responsibility? So if each of us uses the meditation, but also uh, gives, no matter how little we might have, to the extent that we give a small percentage of our income to the work, um, the Tibetan tells us that that has tremendous potential, tremendous power, our, our act of giving. And we can give in many ways, and financial is, is one. So, i Thanks, Kathy. Um, Darcy, your hand is also raised, so I'm going to unmute you. Okay, it's not working, so let me try again. Darcy, there we can go. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you. Thank you. Um, the International Science Council, um, the country of Bhutan, has a wonderful mindset. Um, they focus their whole economy, and it's called the Gross National Happiness Economy. And it focuses not on GDP and um, money, but what will bring the gross national happiness to the, to the whole um, country itself. So they focus on that as the center, and they look to the psychological well-being, the health, the time use, the education, culture, diversity, resilience, good governance, community vitality, ecological diversity, resilience, and living standards. And they are actually using this um, model to help change the mindset um, of the people into a, uh, a truly sustainable living community within the nation uh, within the nation of Bhutan itself so um, they, there's a wonderful article on the International Science Council about how assisting the mind shift into a place of sustainable transformation happens from the inside out so whether instead of trying to focus on changing the nation or um, changing uh, an economy itself they work from a holistic development paradigm that uh, works and includes on the inner collective and the planetary well-being uh, aspect. And so it's the lovely article. I can send it to you guys. Thanks, Darcy. We have a few more comments that have come in. Um, I'll read them. Fabiana writes, the current crisis will bring an awakening of consciousness in every sense from what we eat, we think, and how we act. The floor is going to move definitively. And then BC writes, honesty and transparency on the part of the individual, groups, companies, and nations. Little good ever came out of 
doing shady things in business while hiding behind it is legal in quotation marks. And then Wayne Sturber writes uh, an answer to question number two, an effort, and then three smiley faces. Uh, scientists and researchers are beginning to study the role of the immune system in its response to COVID-19 and its role in eventually controlling it. T cells are prime aspects of that immune system. T cells come from the thymus gland. We know that the thymus gland is associated with the heart center. And of course, the heart center is associated with love. So it would seem that COVID-19 may be a crisis of love and goodwill. So a non-materialistic response may, may involve intensification of goodwill as love in action. Okay, we have just about five minutes more. So we have time for a couple of uh, verbal comments if people wanted to dial in and um, I can continue to read the, um, the chat comments as long as people are sending them in. Uh, Sam Jones, the Sunday meditation attracting money for the hierarchy is the second one. Oh, so he's sending a link to the, um, the Sunday meditation for attracting money uh, for the hierarchy, which is on the Lucis Trust website as well. But yes. Catherine Cruz writes, thank you, Wayne. Very interesting connection. Yes. Um, Marcello writes, people were feeling very safe and accommodated in their lifestyles as if nothing was going to shake their lives. This pandemic is the shock that humanity needed, I think, but change will come from within each individual. Everyone must see the, the need to change and be part in changing. Um, Nina asks for the article on, on Bhutan. Could someone give more information like the article title? Maybe Darcy, you can um, either put it in the chat or call back in and um, tell us verbally. Okay, it looks like we are at the end of our discussion time. So I just wanted to make a few announcements to let you know that the Virgo full moon meditation will happen on September 1st at 6.30 p.m. Uh, you can, uh, oh, uh, sorry, uh, let me just interrupt for a second. Darcy just responded, uh, we become what we think Council.science. So that's where you can find the article on Bhutan. 
Um, okay, so the Virgo, the Virgo full moon meeting on September 1st at 6.30 p.m. Uh, via the Lucis Trust website and Facebook Live. Then on Saturday, September 12th at 10 a.m. here in New York and 3 p.m. in uh, London, I guess, there'll be an interact interactive online Zoom meeting entitled Humanity and the New Fire. That's open to the general public. Um, you should watch the homepage for more information about, about that. That We'll be posting that uh, soon. And then the Virgo New Moon meeting will happen on September 17th at 6 p.m. So that's everything for today. And thank you all for participating. It was um, wonderful to see all of you and hear your response, your responses to the uh, questions and um, your uh, the energy that you brought to the meditation. So thank you, everybody. And um, have a lovely evening.